Hello and welcome back to the First Issue Club podcast. We're your weekly comic book reading club that guides you through some of the most accessible comics of the week. That's right, First Issues, the ones with the number one on them. (laughs) (laughs) This week we're going to be talking about Marvel's Eternals and Future State, the next Batman number one. Two comics from the big two being represented here today on the podcast. A great way to kick off our first recorded episode in 2021. But first, I have in my notes, Specapalooza. Specapalooza. We thought COVID would cancel it, but no, Specapalooza happens all the time. (laughs) It does, doesn't it? Who's appearing this year at Specapalooza, Mike D.? Everything Donny Cates has written, I think. Apparently. Once this recording releases, we'll have already released a episode of Crosstalk, our sub-show about crossover the comic. Check your feeds on Friday. And, of course, in that episode, we'll have talked about the paybacks showing up in crossover. Mm-hmm. Among others. This book I saw listed for anywhere from 50 to $125 on eBay today. Payback. Paybacks. Paybacks. And recently... Before this, you right. could have gotten it for probably a dollar. Nothing. Oh. It was definitely a bargain bin comic. <laughs> yeah. It got canceled quick. It got through like one or two arcs. I love maybe. that you discovered you have two. I was looking through my box like, like, oh, bod, please have this. I don't really even sell comics, but I'm just like, I want the thing that's hype without having to pay for it. Well, just to say that you have it in your collection, you can right. go into the shop and lord it over all the other nerds. <laughs> I have treasure. How about you? So I think that people are just like, okay, all Donny Kate stuff is on the table now. That he's probably going to rope Redneck and all kinds of other things into it. God Country. Right. So all is those it... books that, you know, may have already had like some sort of mm-hmm. value right off the bat are probably going to go up, up, up now. I was, on my drive over here, I was thinking like, this is the one thing that actually makes some of my comic book collection valuable. <laughs> Just like having random Donny Cates books from the last five or six years. I, I, I can guarantee I have every one of his number ones. Right? I bet I do too. Yeah. And so it's like, but not because I thought they were going to be worth anything. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's either because uh, it was for the show, mm. or we just we generally do like his writing, so we we typically pick up the first issues. But I know also Death Metal Number Seven was a book that was going for like fifteen bucks on eBay. I saw a couple sold for fourteen. The the like the shiny cover, the shine, the foil cover, right? Yeah. I like that um, DC's doing that. Yeah, not that it's a, more expensive now because of the secondary market, but mm-hmm. we talked in our resolution episode that. Uh, bring some of the 90s niche stuff, stuff back. Yeah. Like, bring back the shiny covers. Bring back trading cards. Polybag, all that shit. Like, that's a, it's a fun gimmick. And, like, to see DC kind of uh, doing that with their death metal books is a lot of fun. I'm a sucker for a shiny cover. Yeah, it, same. It looked really cool. The um, other books that specking was Spider-Man from last week. Yes. Um, and it's crazy because it's literally just because it's a cool cover, which I'm kind of into that, I guess, in some ways. It is. It, it's kind of iconic looking. It's really minimal. Mm-hmm. It's Spider-Man made out of web. Yep. Um, it's just I, white on black. Yeah, white on black. I buy every single issue. I've got it for the past, like, 10 years, and this is probably one of the only A covers I didn't get my hands on. I, I went to two shops, like, 10.30 and 11 a.m., they were sold out of it or had at least pulled it back so they could sell it themselves on eBay, which, you know, drag. And I respect that at the same time because comic book shops got to make their money too if people are just flipping those 
um, on eBay anyway. I have little respect for that. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> little to no respect for that. <laughs> the other thing that's making I don't know if you saw that um, Jeff Lemire did an update on Essex County that might become oh, uh-uh. having a little bit of a TV show. So the oh yeah, which I only own in trade, but the I thought it only came out in trade. I guess it didn't. I guess there's a first issue of it. Huh. I, I thought it only That's did two. To I thought it was. I thought it was a straight graphic novel. Yeah, I didn't interesting. That. So if you were around for your Essex County, you got like a forty buck comic now. <laughs> and you know who knows? By the time this episode drops, it may be completely different, and people may have completely moved on from all those comics. We don't know. Yeah, we're a week behind, so you're gonna hear this episode and be like, "Oh yeah, this payback. is not a spec show." I think that we were just basically saying like. Spec's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Spec is weird and turbulent and just like the tides. If you listen to this show to for purchasing comic books, you need to get another podcast. <laughs> That's totally true. Yeah. All the books are just so random, out of nowhere, what ended up being valuable on eBay this yeah. week. We are not the, the fantasy football of what to buy. It's Yeah, it's literal chaos, I think, when you're trying to predict this stuff, especially this week. Yeah, and I think you mentioned, too, that sometimes it's just that somebody gets a book to actually sell on eBay for a higher price when we were we were talking about this before the show. And yeah. it's like, that will just drive it and make it be like, oh, oh, whoa, uh, people are paying $25 for that. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm a victim of that. <laughs> sometimes before I'm going to the shop, I'm like, oh, this book's specking. I mean, as far as comic book news, it's, it's a new year. There's not much news as far as new stuff coming out. Future State yeah, has State. kicked off, and the, we're going to cover a book by it. The news is going to be in the segments. I think, you know, Eternals is a big drop, and all the Future State books were a big drop. Um, so let's get to those in the segments and go ahead and get this podcast started. started. First up on the podcast, the biggest thing that happened in comic shops this week was the drop of Future State. We're covering specifically Future State, the next Batman number one, written and illustrated by a million different people. Sorry you're not getting credit on the First Issue Club podcast this week. Look them up if you want to know who was involved. (laughs) Some 17-odd people. So this book and the whole Future State event kind of follows the fallout of DC Death Metal, right? I don't Mm -hmm. know if everyone's been reading Death Metal. I think Greg has. I have been. I I hope I'm not giving you too many spoilers here if you haven't read Death Metal 7 yet. I've been abreast of what's happening. The multiverse has survived. Shocker. Hurrah. (laughs) Who's who's surprised? Not I. (laughs) And because of this, there's... Endless possibilities for endless futures across the multiverse, and we're getting a taste of one particular Gotham from one universe Mm -hmm. in the future. This is kind of like Marvel's 2099, um, but in a different universe. Mm -hmm. I think Marvel's 2099 was supposed to have existed in the same universe. In the 616, I think so. Yeah. And 2099 was like a 90s version of like what they thought 2000 would be like very hoverboardy yeah like metal plate kind of like walkie-talkie things which is like what it is now we do have hoverboards <laughs> we do yeah, and we jet metal pa- plating is very popular for yeah jetpacks 
Um, I'm always those plug- exist. I'm always, you're saying things that actually do exist. I'm always plugging into the net for my my spinal cord. Mm-hmm. So. You, you joke, but Elon Musk is going to come out with that next year. I guarantee it. So, do you like 1990s idea of the future better or worse than 2021's idea of the future? I like 1990s. You, 1990s is a little more campy. You're exactly right. It's, Where, mo- it's more idealistic, too. Right now, you can't write any future thing without there being some sort of privatized law enforcement. It's like mm-hmm. a signature thing in any <laughs> cyberpunk, non-dystopian book. And- in the 90s, you always felt like the future was just ahead. Like, you, you <laughs> got, like tomorrow you would wake up and it would be the future. Right. You got you got Dreamcast. You're playing uh, Echo the Dolphin. And you're just like, this is it. I, I'm playing a game that's really two years from now, but it's here now. <laughs> uh, it's, that's a great point because I, I saw a video today online of a self-driving, self-parking car. And I was bored. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was Google's new car. And I saw it. I was just like, oh, okay. Like doesn't look that great okay yeah. a fucking self-driving car and i was just like i couldn't be bothered with it my 1990s self would be disgusted yeah but throw, <laughs> throw me a tamaguchi any day and I'll, my mind will be blown <laughs> <laughs> well we hope this future state future doesn't come quick because mm-hmm. it seems like a drag in it apparently bruce wayne has died we don't know if he's deceased. He's definitely not around. He's not around. He's like... He's not Batmaning he, across the He's like the an city. absent father. Bruce Wayne stepped out to buy cigarettes about 17 years ago yeah. and hasn't come back. Right. Um, so, yeah, in, in this realm, Batman doesn't exist, so we have a new Batman. Yes. Hence the title. Mm-hmm. The Future next State, Batman. the next Batman. The next. Well, let's talk about who the next Batman is. We find out his identity is Tim Fox, the son of Lucius Fox. Who, if you don't know, if you haven't been following Batman, is kind of the weapons master. Mm -hmm. The guy who creates all the gadgets for Batman. He's kind of replaced Alfred recently as the man in the chair, if you will. He's Bruce Wayne's Q from, like, James Bond. Right, exactly. We're kind of seeing a handful of Lucius Fox's family members. All his kids are in town. His brother. Yep, his brother he's pissed at. Is it his sister that they're visiting? Sister is in the hospital who was hurt by uh, some... Spill out from quote unquote capes or masks, masks, mm-hmm. uh, which is what this book kind of gets into. Yeah. One, one thing that I think this book did really well was well, one, it's like half of a trade. <laughs> so, so there's just like shit tons of stuff going on. Is a thick boy. And with that comes like the amount of character and texture they've given this world and backstory and back history mm-hmm. is incredible yeah it's fully fleshed out i felt like i was reading you know issue 14 of something Mm -hmm. it's it's it seemed so well established it's like we should have to go back to other books to get more context right or or other books do exist with more context you're exactly right i i was there was a point where i was reading and i googled like how did so-and-so meet so-and-so or how did this happen and these were the first appearances of these characters. And <laughs> Google goes, are you reading Future State? That's <laughs> yeah. the first time it's happened, dummy. Yeah. yeah. And that wasn't apparent to me. So in the, I guess at the same time, it's a compliment at the same time that it's a diss on yeah. Future State. That it's, it leaves me pretty confused, but I'm also wowed by how much they're able to do and what the world they were able to build. I, the other thing I think that 
should be said is that the really only future thing is like the political difference of this. There's not like any cyber future tech being like really Yeah, used. okay, so this is this is not like Marvel 2099 yes. where it's like set so far in the future that like technology has made this great leap. This is just I think maybe 5 or 10 years. Oh, is that all? Jump. Okay. Yeah, because Lucius Fox's kids appear to be a pretty normal age mm-hmm. for how old Lucius is. Yeah. And so it's it it's a Gotham that they will shoot you on sight, which Batman no likey, if you wear a mask. Yeah, so the like the, the magistrate, which is I guess is like the new ruling law. That's this is like the private firm. Yes. Is, is called the magistrate. Then the mayor's given them free reign over the city to do what they do. I I don't know if she's hired them, but they've definitely been allowed to enforce their privatized law. Yeah, I think they're called like peacemakers. So the peacemakers are like the police officers of the magistrate. Yes. And they, it's they confusing. Have, there's a lot of terminology. Yeah, there's here. a lot of new things. We're catching up right there with you folks. So <laughs> just try to hang in with us. But if, if these peacekeepers... Taking you to the multiversity. If these peacekeepers <laughs> see anyone with any kind of mask on... Shoot on sight. orders are to shoot on sight. Yeah. Which makes Halloween difficult in Gotham. <laughs> it makes COVID difficult. <laughs> it does. <laughs> you know what? This is a, a future where COVID I don't think exists, which already puts this Gotham way ahead of the reality. Yeah, I'd, that we I'd like in. to be in this Gotham. <laughs> First of all, I think it, we should really pay kudos here to DC, which we don't do often. Uh, they've really gone both feet in with this future state event, and that shows with their creative teams they've chosen for all these books. Not only did Batman come out today, but Harley Quinn and Wonder Woman did as well. There's a Flash book. And there's a Flash one, Superman. Yes. But these creative teams, these are really young and up-and-coming writers and artists, and they're just fucking dunking on this event right now. I did love that they like took a risk with like different illustrators and different writers. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that we were going to see some of the like old favorites for this, but I love that they're just like, no, just like build a world, go for it. It's not going to really matter after this month. You say like old favorites, like old writers and artists that we know? I was thinking like maybe James. And now we should say his last name correctly since we know how to say it. Tianyan. (laughs) We say Tinian a lot here, but it's it's Tianyan. 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 Yeah. Thank you, Twitter, for (laughs) making us feel bad. I like how to edit it out of episodes. Like when as I was like finding that out, I was like, oh, we're we're morons. (laughs) <laughs> We're uh, just from the Midwest. We don't know any better. <laughs> or like a Tom King or something like that. But like it was just, you know, cool new stories. I don't know. We got three separate stories. So that was the confusing thing. Yeah, you were perplexed by that. Well, okay. I, I didn't know there was going to be three different full-length comics inside this one I book. didn't know there was going to be, but when it happened, I was like, oh, I see. They're doing like an annual thing. Yeah, but you bought a Batman book. That's not how this should go. You buy a Batman book, give me a bunch of Batman stories. Don't give me an outsider story and an Arkham Knight story. Arkham Knights, I guess, makes sense. Listen, I'm agreeing with you. Oh, okay. Then I'm sorry <laughs> you, I'm you talking. Were, you were coming in super hot, which I, <laughs> I, I, will, I won't fault you there. But you're right. If you're going to label this book the next Batman, have three separate Batman stories. Or give me a Batwoman and a Catwoman story or something like stay in the Bat family. Well, Outsiders kind of is because it was mm-hmm. like the vigilante team. The Signal. That Batman kind of works with sometimes. Yeah, yeah it, Signal it, and Katana and mm-hmm. 
a few others. And Arkham Knights makes sense because it's... Black Lightning looked fucking dope. Oh my god, Katana <laughs> yeah. was awesome. Katana that, looked amazing. The, the middle story with Katana was probably my favorite of the entire it was, it was better. It was better than even Batman. It, then The only knock is that there's two books I didn't purchase in this one book. <laughs> but in the end, and then Arkham Knights is fun to figure out. You're like, wait a minute. This is a super team of Arkham Asylum, or like essentially criminals from Arkham yeah. that have like formed this future super team. Mm-hmm. That felt really cool and fun. And I was like, I want to see where this goes. But then I was like, oh, I bet this is already a metal thing that exists that I didn't know about. It is not. Okay, this is new. This okay. is new. Okay, mm-hmm. well, it's cool. It is cool. And I, well, how do you guys feel about this? I mean, Future State does have an ending point. So we don't know how invested we should get into these characters or stories. Does that help you with the reading experience or does it hinder? Knowing uh, that these characters have a finite ending. I mean, think about it this way. You would not purchase an album from a band if you're like, they're not going to be around in a year. Even if they have a hit single, you're just like, I don't really care. True. But when I get a CD, I typically think they're going to put out another album. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm agreeing with you. Again. Okay, see? There's a lot of infighting today. Guys, today has been rough. The only thing you're not on the same page about is whether or not you're on the same page. <laughs> yes, exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Every, we're we're so in tune and we're reading the same page that we think we're on different pages. Right. Um, yeah, so, I mean, Arkham Knights is a great example, more so than even Batman, where I'm just like, I like this team. This is cool. I've never seen Two-Face like this before, mm-hmm. ever. I want more of this. But then I'm like, do I give a shit if this is done in four or three issues and they never revisit this again? I think my purchasing habits for this are going to be based solely on what has the coolest covers that week. Like, I'm giving myself probably a, a budget of buying three of these a week, mm-hmm. and I'll pick out whatever looks rad, and I'll read them, but it's too much to follow for one thing. It is. This is uh, this definitely is a situation where you need to either be a DC person or a Marvel person for mm. about two months yep. because we still currently have King and Black going, mm-hmm. the Marvel event, and Future State happening right now in DC. So if you're a fan of both those franchises, you need to get a second mortgage on your home <laughs> or car because it's going to cost you a lot of money. Is, is there zero chance they take any of these characters that have popularity and bring them out? Yes. Uh- I'm fine with it if this is like a throw tons of shit at the wall and see what sticks for DC. Yeah, but it's not because what Greg was just saying is like if it sticks, they still remove it. Let's say the new Wonder Woman storyline really gains traction and, you know, Spider Gwen Mm -hmm. wasn't supposed to be something that turned into like a, a crazy phenomenon and people loved it. And so Marvel said, why not? I could totally see DC doing that with any one of these characters if people fall in love with them enough. Or maybe they don't for a year and then we go back to this timeline. Well, okay, so already I've fumbled because I misspoke. Some of these characters are going to be in the existing DC universe after Future State is over. Oh, like they get sucked into our universe? Specifically, the Brazilian Wonder Woman. Oh, no kidding. Is is going to be spiraling out from the new Wonder Woman um, books from Future State. So, um... There is a high likelihood, just like Spider-Gwen, yep. if these characters become popular enough, hey, DC likes money. Mm-hmm. And so if you're gonna, if I'm going to spend more money to see a Brazilian Wonder Woman, by God, they'll make a new series for her. Is anyone keeping track of all these first appearances? There's, it's got to be a nightmare because there's so many of them. 
But I'm like, do I have the first appearances of important characters like this? I don't know. When was Wonder Woman's first appearance? Was it this book You're today? You're looking at it right now. Okay. Yeah, it's today. All right. So you got it. Hey. Awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably- Worry no more. I'm probably more inclined to buy a lot of the number ones just in case. Yeah. Like, uh, now, now I'm thinking, should I have bought the- like Sons of Kal-El or whatever that book was called. I'll tell you this, though. When they did the New 52 and everybody's buying, like, every single number one. Oh, I bet now you, those are all bargain bin If comics, you go yeah. check back, I don't think any of those. They, they also printed a shit ton of all these. They did. But New 52, you're going to scream at me, folks. I know you are. New 52 was kind of a reboot. It was a complete reboot. It was yeah. a kind of, right. So, yeah, New 52 and then, like, Rebirth, like, those were situations where they're just like, okay, everything's out the window. But they're starting not, but starting they're not, new from here. But they're not first appearances. Correct. Is what you're saying. Yeah. Correct. Future state, technically these will be first appearances because it's the same universe just set a little bit in the future. Yeah. So, so it's same but different. The, the only book I think we missed that that also came out this week was Swamp Thing. Oh, then, with Rom V? Yeah, yeah. Rom V was on it. And then the Superman book is called Superman Metropolis, I believe. Oh, okay. So this is a big week for them. Harley Quinn, Flash, Swamp Thing... Wonder Woman and a Superman book. That's like a huge, that's an insane DC week. Yeah. And it's going to, it's, it's going to be, be like that. that for two months. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Yep. Oh, oh, so like, okay. But then like each week is just the number two of this. Like, well, I won't get like new number one books a month from now on this yeah, future. On yeah. this future state. Okay. These aren't all the first issues. Each of these books is like at most three. getting three issues. Yeah. Okay. Some only get one. God. Some maybe get two. I want to, if you are the person buying all of these, like, talk to us, please. We'll interview you. <laughs> He's literally sitting right next to you. You? Yes. You're purchasing them. Yeah. Well, I'm going to interview you at okay. the end of this and see what you're I, I forwent all of my Marvel for the month. Okay. So I'm, I'm just, because I'm, I'm very interested in what they're doing. This seems like a really fun You're going to read every single Future State book. Yeah. If that's all you're focused on, that's reasonable, I think. That's easily a like buy a PlayStation. That's gonna be no. It's bucks. not that much. <laughs> buy a PlayStation. Buy a PlayStation. Okay, I may even get more enjoyment out of a PlayStation, but <laughs> no. I love, okay, cool. I will. I'll. We'll. We'll sit here. I'll. I'll interview you. Okay. And I'll. I'll have. I'll know how it is. I'll put you in touch with my manager, and we'll uh, get it set yeah, up. Yeah, I'm like likely your manager. I think. <laughs> I think my wife will have something to say about that. This would be my hope for all other future state books. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to find out more when we've read more. But um, right off the bat, approval. I'm happy with it. I think if you're going into this worried that you won't get it because death metal is involved, think of future state as like a casserole and like like death metal is like a splash of like Tabasco. Like that Tabasco cooks out pretty quick and mm-hmm. you don't really notice it. You just got a, f- it. a flavor of spice. Well, and it's not even like really mentioned at all in these books that we've just read, so it's not really a huge issue if yeah. you don't read death metal. It's like cooking with um like wine. Do you guys have a favorite story in this? There's three stories. The middle outsiders. With the outsiders the one. Yeah, outsiders. that one was fucking beautiful. The, they the they la- all were good actually. They were all good. The last one, I think, had was it the disservice of me just like not knowing how long the book was going to go, and by the time I got to it, it was like, okay. I've had about enough of this. My brain can only handle so many new things going on, uh-huh. and it's tired of it. And, yes. then, and, then you're, <laughs> and then you're throwing a team of, like, 12 people at me. Yeah. I was like, no. It see, that one seemed more in line with, like, what DC is now, like in like or what it was in 2020. Just graphically and tonally, like, 
it seemed to fit more in like the previous DC stuff. The outsider story and the new Batman story seemed like it was in a whole fucking different realm of like where DC wants to head. Just like with the vivid colors and the storytelling, mm-hmm. and I was just entranced by it all. I I love too that there's stories that new creators or younger creators want to tell mm-hmm. that you would otherwise have to like work for a year towards totally to yeah. set up the situation to tell the story you want to tell. Uh-huh. And for this, it's like just tell your cool story. Yeah, totally. You I 100 get that. Yeah, you don't need to wind up the canonical Wonder Woman to introduce this shit. I 100 agree. You guys ready for the next book? Yes. Oh boy. Yes, sir. Yeah. Let's do it. Next up, we've got Eternals out on Marvel Comics. This is written by Karen Gillan. You know him well. From Wicked and Divine, one of our uh, club favorite comics and club favorite writers. Anytime he writes something, we're interested. And Asad Ribic, Samesy's club favorite. He's done Thor, Secret Wars, beautifully brutal artist who does a lot of big fantasy-inspired things. And mm-hmm. oh boy, is Eternals big and, and fantasy-inspired. Fantasy <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the concept, or I mean, uh, what is there to say about Eternals? Um, they've awoken again. That's what they do. They're eternal. They always come back. And they get right back to fighting deviants. The same thing they've always done and always do. So we're back to back to basics with the Eternals in the current era of Marvel. This is on the heels of it being a movie. So this is like Marvel's Great point. Like yes. set up to be like, and this is gonna be on the big screen. Yeah, this was supposed to come out in twenty twenty. It just kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. As long, same with all the movies that have uh, been pushed back to 2021. Yep. So this has been stewing mm-hmm. in the crockpot for a while now. And onboarding guide to the movie, mm-hmm. this is not. No. I don't think anyway. Which, for the movie, no. Which I, which I actually appreciate. There's been previous books where it's ramping up the movie and yeah. it's like, hey, check us out. This was just being like, we got an Eternals book and we also have a movie. That's where it ends. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I feel like there was some like tongue-in-cheek references to the fact that, well, for instance, Sprite is typically depicted as a, a male character. And in this book, she's female. And there's a part where Icarus is speaking to someone and they're just like, yeah, they've changed now. We can do that. People don't know about it, but we can do it. <laughs> and I felt like that was Kieran Gillen just being like, listen, I had to do this. There's no way I well, can. Did you read the intro? Oh, beautiful. Oh my Fucking God. Succulently beautiful. I was immediately like, I love Kieran Gillen. I love Kieran Gillen. Did you know what we're talking I about? I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I just showed you. It was the. It's like the three lines of just like. Oh, that part. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they were alive. I, now they're awake. Sorry, I thought and you were talking the, about the, the shrug emoji. Yeah, the shrug emoji made it into the comic. I love it. <laughs> so that's okay. That's my thing about this. I have tried to read Eternals before, and I just resolved to say, I love Jack Kirby. His artwork for me, it represents the true escapism of Mm. comic books that I love. Yes. And I look at it and I just say, oh, I'm in love. I don't have to know or like the story, and that's Eternals never did it for me. So coming into Eternals here, and I think most Marvel people are kind of like, God damn it, like this LSD (laughs) weird-ass like trip that I don't give a shit about. Mm -hmm. And then for me, personally, I'm like, well, Karen Gillan wrote it. 
and he does great shit with gods that are humans. Mm-hmm. Like that mm-hmm. might be his brand. <laughs> well, they say in the book they're not gods. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, godlike. Godlike. Yeah, and uh, th- I, while this book was pretty heady, I think they chose the perfect writer for this with Kieran Gillen because he made it funny and lighthearted in parts enough where you kind of get this this veil pulled back and you get this moment with the author and you're just like, I don't know what I'm saying either. Just stick with me. It's going to be fun at, at the very least. I agree with that for the most part. I'll say that that sentiment didn't carry far enough for me to want to buy a second issue of it. It's, oh. It still seemed too complicated and high sci-fi mm-hmm. for me to want to move forward so i resolved myself to be like i don't understand even the sentient nature of the eternals and Mm -hmm. how they're connected and that i I think this is like marvel's shot at being like this is existentialism this Mm -hmm. is like how comic books transcend into you thinking about your life in in a godlike way right sure which is a hard fucking thing to do (laughs) but it's like if, if i set that aside like the story was fun funny engaging and like it gripped me i loved it sprite being on like lockdown or in eternal's prison for a while was a great device to say icarus is going to kind of have to explain the state of the world now while giving this like walking tour of earth you're kind of getting a lot of perspective on who the eternals are and what relationship they have with mortals Mm -hmm. i think the best parts about this book are going to be when they interact with marvel characters yes spoiler alert at the end thanos is going to be oh that was awesome a major character i mean if you if you saw the preview for issue two you would know that already Mm -hmm. um yes i don't bitch at us (laughs) get off us if you're listening hit the reading club (laughs) we read it and now we're gonna talk about it come having read he's the closest thing to an eternal i'm glad that he's in the eternals the tony stark interaction was great and my favorite part of this whole book is when icarus is explaining deviance to sprite and he was like do you know about gremlins earth knows about gremlins like so they know but they're like mogwais and like like sometimes they're bad and they turn into gremlins and i was like a book that's eternal went for a gremlins joke. And they <laughs> like, nailed it. Yes. <laughs> they accurately described what a deviant was in a way that was just like, I fucking get it. I get it. I get it. it took three panels and I, and I get it. And if if Karen can keep doing that, mm-hmm. this book is going to be amazing. And it's what, sh- it, it's what it should be. It, it should have the weird stuff that's like for the people that want to trip on LSD and then also the like the moments of levity. Do you think there are like hardcore Eternals fans? Yes, there are oh, people yeah. that stand everything, but there are people that like put bubbles in their pipe uh, <laughs> and walk around with a bubble pipe. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and they're they're big Eternals fans everywhere. <laughs> I own most of the original run of Eternals. Really? Just Whoa. Be- just because like I loved the covers. I've tried to read them and I don't. But like anytime I see them and they're around the ten dollar range, I buy them. Wow. Because it's like they all look like Galactus like giant like well it's got that classic kirby crackle and Mm -hmm. like that when you're what you're saying earlier about jack kirby essentially being just like the the landscape of the medium of comic books like when people think comic books they probably have the image of jack kirby's drawings yeah because they're so iconic i i guess i always grabbed it because i'm like i want tattoos like these (laughs) like Uh, they they felt like uh, there's a dumb word to say but it felt like eternal artwork like 
It was, I don't know. But it, the story is it's trash. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just not for me, I guess. It's just, it feels like it, it's too much in its own self. If this know? is, this is, um, ooh, this is the, the prime example of like Jonathan Hickman's decorum. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is Jack Kirby's decorum. Yeah. yeah. Like Marvel was just like, listen, Jack, you've done so many great Do things for us. Do what you want. Go have fun, buddy. And then he came back with Eternals and they went, fuck. Yeah. Now we told him we'd publish this. Mm-hmm. Now we got to publish it. <laughs> like this, it, like this, in this Hickman, it's a great example. This like map of all the stuff that's just like, and there's a place with the hex where it's all classified of who the Eternals are there. And like, how is the movie going to be? Like, I just can't see it working. I, I have no clue. I made that joke and I got ribbed a little bit on social media, but it's going to be fucking hard. The comic book is rough enough. Like people came at you with like, it's going to be good, man. Yeah, they said, they said it was a weird take. And they keep using the example of, like, well, Guardians of the Galaxy people don't know about. It's not that people don't know about the Eternals. It's that you can't even explain their ungodlike, godlike form to a passerby. The concept <laughs> of this is rough. Yeah. And to, like, display it properly on screen is going to be a task that I'm glad I don't have They're to essentially do. an Eternal computer program. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Who would be considered the, the Eternal that dips most out of the Eternals into, like, regular Marvel world? Uh, I mean, Icarus, he's been in a lot of different stuff. Okay. Sprite is, like, kind of the, the cute one, which will be, like, what I think kids will like because it'll be someone around their age. Yeah. Is Eternals as complicated as New Gods? What wins? For- uh, new, new, Co- guys, new, new Gods is way more complicated. I yeah, guess. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, are people going to get... Um, Inhumans confused with Eternals. Yes. Oh, uh, 100%. Especially since there was supposed to be an Inhumans movie. And or was it a TV show or something? Or? It, it ended up being a TV show. Okay. It was going to be a movie, ended up a TV show, got canceled almost immediately because yep. it sucked. And then it ended up being something that we don't talk about anymore. <laughs> yeah, just forget that that existed. The, well, the funny thing is, is like the whole thing that people like about Inhumans is Medusa and that her hair can do shit. Mm-hmm. And they shaved Medusa's head in the first episode of Inhumans because they were like, now nah, we don't have to deal with the special effects. <laughs> that will be expensive. Yeah. Shave her head. <laughs> so are they going to do anything with New Gods? Like, Yes, we... the, it's in the works in, in DC. New Gods is? Yes, it oh, is. Oh, no. Yep. And you can thank Eternals for that. Because they... Eternals got a movie. DC was just like, I bet we can make a New Gods movie. But we can make some New Gods movies. Wow. <laughs> Which can I say here right now on the record? Who's excited for the Snyder Cut, y'all? <laughs> no, nobody. <laughs> nobody wants. It's coming. It's like the fourth portion of the apocalypse. It is coming, and Nob- it cannot be stopped. Nobody wants to sit and watch a thing for six hours. Do you see what I'm saying? Like people like want to binge a show, but they don't actually think, "Oh, I want to watch six hours of Breaking Bad." They're like, "Oh, damn, I watched six hours of Breaking Bad." Originally, for me, I was like, "How different can it be?" And the more I hear, the more I'm thinking, very different, maybe. <laughs> I thought, I was thinking that if you were going to, like, we're going to cut the movie different, like, you probably only set up so many shots. Mm-hmm. But for it to be, like, four <laughs> hours longer than the theatrical release, like, it has to be, there has to be whole plot points and stuff that got yeah. abandoned. This is way beyond director's cut. This yeah. is just like, I filmed two movies by mistake, and now I have to <laughs> yeah. melt them into also, one. Also, right. in here, my thing about Snyder is that, like, he's not a person who's known for, like, hitting masterpieces out of the park. That's true. 
so it's like a lot he, of his movies are criticized quite a bit. Yeah, so it's like, oh great, Snyder, the guy who like occasionally makes kind of fun bro movies, has four more hours <laughs> of a like C minus movie at best. Okay, does that save the DC universe for me? I'm not gonna hang my hat on that. I honestly think it was a way for HBO to be like, we'll attach his name to it to sell more HBO Max subscriptions. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to cost them way more than it's going to gain well, them. The fans even coined Snyder Cut before I think he even like really considered doing it. Mm-hmm. Like he did. This was complete fan service to Mostly follow they, through with. They it. were trying to like be like, no, 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 like we're not dead. MCU, we have we have the Snyder Cut, which just you know, Gen Pub never released. We mm-hmm. keep winning. <laughs> <laughs> we won. You Joker's back. We keep winning. You guys, this is going to be the next Casablanca. The box office success was a landslide. Okay, we beat Castaway and Infinity Gauntlet combined. <laughs> hey, speaking of DC movies, have you guys seen the reviews on Wonder Woman eighty four? Ugh, do we want to get into that? <laughs> I need to watch it because I. Oh, I you think haven't seen it yet. I think I'll still like it, but we should do just a whole Patreon episode of Wonder Woman eighty four. Okay, why don't we talk about it on the Patreon? Okay, yeah, because we have thoughts. We do, and we'll get to that Patreon that will have already came out this past Friday, right after we finish this recording here. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to do a couple things. I got a, a game for you guys. Yes. Ooh, I love games. I'm calling it Why Does DC. And I've Googled why does, you know, character name. And then you guys are going to guess the autofills. Oh, okay. okay. I've got got the top three autofills for uh, several characters. Love it. And then we're going to cover an Aftershock book, too. So quite a loaded Patreon Mm -hmm. uh, coming this week. We're going to be covering uh, Scout's Honor. Scout's Honor, that's right. Which is, you're right, Aftershock is getting some big buzz. Um, Mm -hmm. So we're excited to cover that over on the Patreon. That's it. I think that's. I think that's it. Um, can you say our um, phone number for the hotline? We have a hotline that people don't call. Is it still open? Oh yeah. So it's like eight one six two hundred zero zero one four. Okay. Is the hotline number. Yeah. So if you have a question or a comment, you or us. you want to make us sad and yell at us, <laughs> call us. You can leave a voicemail or text us. We'll read your text off uh, on the show. We recently did two episodes that were kind of like year-end wrap-up stuff, so if you didn't check those out yet, they were a little bit of a break of the format, but also a fun year-end stuff to do. I really enjoyed making those episodes, so we hope you like listening to them. Yeah. They are a labor of love, but you you are worth it. And if you have thoughts on them, hit them up on social. Hit us up on social. 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 meads. All right. See you next week. Bye.